Hey, are you looking to buy a new car? Are you stuck in a high-rate loan and looking to refinance? Well, UK Federal Credit Union can help. Right now, UK Federal Credit Union has auto loan rates as low as 3.24% APR. You can apply for an auto loan online at ukfcu.org or in person at the dealership. You can get your dream car today. It's UK Federal Credit Union, banking only better. Annual percentage rate. Member qualifications apply. Rate subject to credit approval and subject to change. For full disclosures and cost details, call 800-234-8528. Federally insured by NCU. He's going to the house. Charles Walker, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Where the hell y'all go? Y'all going to miss one hell of a game. Oh, get up. It's loose. Some away, plenty of leg. Good! It's football time in the bluegrass. You're listening to the KSR Football Podcast. Football is back in the bluegrass. Welcome in to the KSR Football Podcast presented by UK Federal Credit Union. That's right. We've got a title sponsor, folks. Go see our friends at UK FCU this year. And Drew Franklin, frankly, I can't contain my excitement football we're back we did it we made it it feels weird that it's finally here I mean we didn't even get spring football the season's been pushed back I feel like it's just been kicked down the road kicked down the road but this is the week it's here Mark Stoops will speak today it's Auburn week kickoff in six days finally the, the 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 patiently waiting to I thought for the longest time like like we didn't know if we were going to get here. And then even when we got the kind of JV uh, playing the first two weeks with, like, ACC football, it's just been – it hasn't been the same, Charles, not having SEC football. It feels like college football is finally going to be back this week. Yeah, you know, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, being in Louisville, obviously they had a game day this past week. Uh, my buddies were asking me, hey, what, 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 how are we celebrating college football Saturday? I said, I have 1 p.m. tea time because these games today are not the college football that I'm used to seeing and or want to see. Um, finally, going to have some good games this week. You know, starting off with us, and I think there's only one other decent SEC game, though. I don't know, some of the other ones are kind of powerhouses versus the Arkansas's. Uh, I don't know yeah. if I'll- Mississippi I mean, State LSU is probably going to be a good game because LSU has nobody like their whole team like opted out, uh, and you never know what you're going to get with with Michael Leach. But you're you're right. We're going to we're going to get a real football game. I mean, not even the quote unquote good games. I mean, it was it was good to watch Louisville get their ass kicked, Drew. Like that's that's always fun. But like they couldn't even make it like entertaining. Like they were just bad. I've been talking a lot of trash about Louisville, uh, per usual, but this year I genuinely think they're a bad football team, and I've been very confused as to why, you know, they're they're ranked where they were and why people keep saying they're back. 
But I was even surprised by how bad they looked in that last game. I went in thinking they would suck, and they sucked even worse than I thought they oh, sucked. Oh, man. Charles, they had in the, in the third quarter, like Miami had two plays for like 150 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> that was like their only stats. I mean, the worst part of it is, is that we don't get to play them this year. So oh, even if they finish, you know, seven and three, eight and two with their week schedule, they're going to, we're going to hear about how we, they would have killed us, blah, blah, blah. That's the, that's the worst part of it all. But not to talk about Louisville any longer. I had to get it off my chest. I'm ready for this game. Uh, gonna be curious to see, you know, home field advantage and what, what is, what's the ruling on, the noise does each team get to play fans at the same decibel or what is do you know the ruling on well if it's anything like Louisville's rules essentially they just they have like uh like I have a white noise machine for my baby uh basically it's a white noise machine for fans and it's like uh apparently it never got any louder or any quieter and it was always the same. So it wasn't, it wasn't like the NFL where you can hear them like booing and cheering, uh, which that's kind of fun. Like, especially in that LA game, there was a lot of that, uh, some real emotional fake fans out there, but at U of L they didn't have, uh, it was more annoying than anything is, is what I've heard. And, uh, almost as bad as their just defense their offensive line um, Louisville sucks and I just I just needed to say that a few more times because it was driving me nuts all this like JV on Hawkins Mikhail Malik like I don't care what your name is Cunningham you stink you don't have an offensive line to block for you you're not good at football you know who is good at football Terry Wilson yes and the Cates I don't know what's about the crowd noise. Is, is the SEC rule because the, the NFL yesterday, did you all hear um, Carson Wentz get booed in Philadelphia, which means someone yeah. who works for the Eagles had to have hit the boo button on their own quarterback? Uh, that was not – Is the SEC – you're saying it's just – do we know if there's a specific rule or is see, it football-wide or – I, that I don't know. I do know that Auburn is going to be at 20% capacity for real fans in the stadium. Uh, so that means no more than 17,500 fans. Uh, you'll probably get some UK friends and family who will be able to travel with the team. Uh, so yeah. that, that'll, that'll be nice. Uh, they're not going to have the War Eagle. So, which I don't, I don't think we're stating this enough. I think we've taken away their superpowers. Can they win without the War Eagle? I don't think so. I think the kickoff time has also taken away their superpowers because uh, this is a game where they said it's mostly going to be students, and that's that's 11 a.m. local time. And I believe we said this on the last podcast, but at least for me, if I wake up and the option is go sit in the crowd with a mask on next to like three people with a hangover or have a house party, I'm picking option uh, B there. So I think we might see a lot of that out of the Auburn fans too. Oh, I'm picking option B. 12 times out of 10. I mean, that, and I think that, that, I, I hate to bring that Louisville game up again, but like that, that was a team that they really needed the home field advantage. Like they usually play really well in those kind of big primetime games, and you get all the drunk Louisville fans on the flight deck, and they are just well lubricated. Uh, that, that they, they, they didn't have that advantage. Um, and now you're getting an early kickoff with Auburn where, 
I, I think at least in Auburn's case, like they've played in some of these kind of kickoff events. Like uh, they played Oregon last year. Uh, they beat Louisville and like Lamar's first game a few years back. So they're used to these kind of weird games. But I, I still – I think for a Kentucky team, for a bunch of guys who have never been at Jordan-Hare Stadium, there's not going to be this kind of like shock effect of not playing in front of 87,000. Uh, whereas there, there might be with Auburn, Chuck, like they're used to things going their way. And if they don't early on, they can't lean on the fans to, to kind of keep them in the game. Yeah, you know, I, I completely agree. And I think, like you said, it kind of works to our advantage this this week. Not sure what it'll look like when we're at home. And, you know, we need fans and and it's just going to be odd. You know, playing a scrim, it's going to feel like a scrimmage. I don't know. I'd like to have a player on after we get a win this week and ask them what was the comparison from playing at, I don't know, uh, Georgia last year to, you know, an SEC powerhouse Auburn stadium when there's just no fans. I, it, I couldn't picture it. How do you get amped up? I don't know. I guess the coaching staffs that's their job now. Yeah, and Jared used to talk about it all the time on here. It was like it's much better to be on the road playing early than sitting around a hotel room all day too. Oh, God, it's the worst. The worst worst thing ever is sitting in a hotel room for a 7 o'clock game. When that seven o'clock game is in a Florida or Georgia, but when it's Eastern Michigan, oh man, you're just watching college football games going, all right, eventually we get to play, I guess. <laughs> eventually. Um, yeah, feels like forever. What's going to be unlike any other game that we've seen before, Drew? This is first time in our lifetime. Kentucky's opening the season as a ranked team. Are we excited about that? It's the first time in your all's lifetime. 1978 was the last time Kentucky was ranked in the preseason eight people. So, been a long time coming, and I think the earliest they've been ranked was that right after beating Louisville in 2007. Typically, it takes a while. Cats are slow cookers, and it technically did take them two or three weeks. It took them getting the Big Ten teams out. Uh, and a couple other teams to fall. But 23rd ranked Kentucky heading to number eight Auburn, a top 25 matchup. Cole Kublik, Tom Hart, and Jordan Rogers are on the call. They got the SEC Network's A team. So, if nothing else, should be uh, a good like, – I, I like getting the A team. That's the, I feel like we are the Tom Hart Saturday night special. And so, it's, it's, it's good to be back. It, it feels good to be back. Oh. Does that mean Tom is doing two games? Because I thought he had the primetime games this season, too. I know he's doing them from his living room, so he could, in theory, do as many as he wanted as long as they weren't happening at the same time. Probably they wouldn't put that load on him, but I, I was surprised they, they gave him the noon game. Maybe he requested having BB in as, as the first SEC game. I, I, might be ro- I might not be right about this, um, but I don't think the SEC Network has a night game. Okay. I, I, I don't, I don't think they do this week. So maybe that's the case. That's how they kind of – Either way, we're excited to have him. Yeah, and I'm curious what will be the kind of KSR shout-out phrase that he'll slide in there. Actually, it's Tennessee, South Carolina. So I guess they just said, Tennessee, you're, you're getting yeah. the B team. Well, we're lucky. Uh, and with the polls, uh, I, I'm sorry. 
I'm not, I don't care about the polls. This, the polls are a joke. I think we should throw them away forever after uh, we learned yesterday the coach's poll is going to put Big Ten, Big Ten teams in it, even though they don't play for a month. So they're just going to sit there in their spot while the other teams are playing each other and losing and winning and moving around. It's nice to see that number by UK's name, but I can't get excited about it. And it'll still be kind of cool. It'll still be kind of cool. Freddie, I know there aren't too many people more fired up for football to be back. Does it feel like a game week, Freddie Maggard? It does. It actually does. I mean, for me, game week started on Friday night in Pikeville, and it's, uh, it's carried over. I'm ready to go, man. How great was that that inning, too? We, we've had a good uh, – we've done a good job picking those uh, Kroger KSR games of the week. Yeah, it was good, man. It was a good rivalry. Uh, you know, uh, it just – anytime you get Pikeville Belfry, you know you're going to get a heck of a game. Last year was 22-21. This year was 2014. Pikeville's won two in a row. So, it was, it was a fantastic game, and, and those folks treated us great up there. Well, this week, Johnson Central at Simon Kenton, heading to Northern Kentucky, staying out of Louisville because St. X might lose 50 to nothing to Trinity. <laughs> Drew, what do you think about the facilities up there at Pikeville? Well, uh, being a Western Kentucky guy, I mean, we, we have athletes and we have sports and we're proud of them, but we don't have many places that look like uh, Pikeville. <laughs> and then I even saw pictures people sent me of Belfry's field. I mean, Pikeville yeah. with an indoor practice facility as a high school team. <laughs> I can't imagine that exists in many places in the bluegrass. Yeah. I mean, it has to be in the top five facilities, including colleges in the state of Kentucky, wouldn't you think? Yeah, and then I got a, I got a locker room tour, and they have – I don't know how to describe this, but you know how it's trendy to have, like, the logo up in the ceiling that lights up, like UK has it, all the big programs have it. They even right. have, like, that stuff. Like, the big Pikeville logos up on the ceiling is big – like, I, I, it's, you really just got to see it all. I, I felt like I was at a D1 college uh, in their locker room. Yeah, and they got the couches with the, with the pipe was sewn in on them and all that. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, man. Yeah, they, they really love some football there in the mountains, and I was excited to at least see the facilities firsthand. And, uh, like I said, more good games coming. Johnson Central, uh, Grant Bingham, he's, uh, he's a U.K. recruit, got an offer uh, – Talented, talented player for Johnson Central. Top 15 teams in the state going at it on Friday night. We got JCPS. They were back to playing. So, most of the schools are back to playing. Really, we were just waiting for SEC football to get started. And I, I guess let's, let's really dive into the meat and potatoes because uh, today Mark Stoops is releasing a depth chart. Well, actually, we're recording this right before he talks and hands all that out. Um, but I don't anticipate there being too many uh, real surprises. Uh, there but I, I, I do think we need to talk about some of the guys who've been standouts throughout camp and I drew of all the names that you've heard tossed around which one has you kind of most excited uh, going into this 2020 season uh, well I'll tell you one that has me most excited but not as much going into the season because I don't know how much playing time you'll get but I've been surprised that the impact Vito Tisdale's had in the secondary I keep hearing his name now a lot of good players and veterans in front of him I hope he gets plenty of looks but what do you have an interception in the first scrimmage and he's knocking people's heads off and uh, some veteran wide receivers are raving about him so that was a big recruit that I thought would eventually be good but I've been shocked at how much I've been hearing his name so far little little v I guess is little v. yes little v he 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 has gotten a lot and it's the point drew that I think he's not only going to play uh 
But, like, I, I think we're going to see number seven pretty frequently out there. And some of it's because they kind of have the luxury of rotating guys. Um, but Stoop said that Devontae Robinson's going to be out for a few weeks. And I think you're going to see Little V kind of kind of fill that void early on, Freddie Maggard. Uh, I, I think he's one of the newcomers that, that's going to become a, a household name this year. And I, I was wondering which, which newcomers you thought could become that household name for the BBN this year. Well, I'm going to go with an entire position group, and that's defensive line. Because, uh, I mean, the starters are established. Phil Hoskins, Quinn Bohanna, and Josh Paschal. Then Cordell Looney could be considered a starter. Uh, same as Marcon McCall. Bully, as, as Drew likes to call him. But then it starts getting interesting as far as Josh Pascal's backup. Is it going to be uh, Isaiah Gibson? Or, or are we going to see, you know, a bully body Fitzgerald who, who came on strong last year uh, towards the end of the year? And then you got the four rookies. I'm, I'm anxious to see those four rookie uh, defensive linemen, see if they step into the rotation because they're talented. Uh, they have the size. They have everything – uh, potential uh, to, to play, I, I want to see if they actually get into the rotation. And Justin Rogers, Octavius uh, Oxendine, and, and that group, see if how they fit into the depth chart and if they rotate in in the game. I think of those new guys, Ox is probably going to get the first crack at it just because he, he got a head start on them. Uh, he was here for spring ball. Um, and, and of those, I think he's just – much more comfortable with like what his duties are and that kind of there, there's probably two weeks that they kind of are just of preseason camp where you're just kind of beating your head against the wall uh and, and I think being there for this spring probably helped him get through that a little bit quicker than some of the others but the guy that I'm actually probably most bullish on of anybody coming out of preseason practice isn't a, a directly a newcomer, but a redshirt freshman, Demarcus Harris. Big I, – I think Demarcus Harris is going to be second on the team in receptions right behind Josh Ali. And I, I have a feeling this kid from, from Florida, he was a record breaker uh, down at Vero Beach, uh, led the state in receiving yards uh, in his senior season. So I – the the physicality that he has, the size that he has, and, and he still has, you know, 4-4-ish speed. Like, I, I think he's the complete package at that Z wide receiver position. I think he's going to be a big-time impact player, Charles Walker. I like that. I like that pick. I'm going to go with two people, one on each side of the ball. Uh, one of them is a true freshman, Mike Drennan. I've heard great things about him. Don't know if they'll use him more in the slot, which I think that's where he is, but maybe getting him in that backfield, some shovel passes, getting creative with it. Um, and then not so true freshman, but his first game for the Cats, Kelvin Joseph, put him on the island, head-to-head matchup, SEC corner versus SEC receiver. Um, you know, his first win at LSU was at Auburn. Oh. He's going to be at Auburn. Um, oh. Standouts of the game, and again, I don't. I'm just. I'm going off of what some of the inside info has. They say Mike Drennan is a is a beast, and you know, looking forward to watching him. I like the. Uh, I, I like that you called him Kelvin Joseph too, because boss fat. Sorry, Josh well, Ali didn't even know. Yeah, jo- Josh didn't know his name, and even Brad White last week. Which Brad White, 
he strikes me as kind of a buttoned up guy. He was like, yeah, you know, we got fat out there. <laughs> I mean, everybody, he's just fat. Oh, man. You know, when they say, hey, Kelvin, and you say, nah, you call me fat. Call me fat. Okay. Yes, sir, fat. Fat's also a great nickname for a fast guy. Like, it's, yeah. it's kind of like the, the big guy that they call tiny. Got, gotta love the the opposite nicknames and i'm like i just want to see him play we drew we've heard so much about him for so long it's like can we just let's just let's just watch him i want to watch him i'm gonna see him yeah i mean i've been a boss man fat fan my whole life and uh finally i'm excited that it's finally here 35 years of waiting for this game and i'm telling you all right now if he makes a play like interception god forbid a pick six it's over for me. I'll, I will lose my damn mind if Boston Pat <laughs> breaks on <laughs> with a Auburn with a huge play. So excited to see him finally get out there. Well, he's going to get his chance. Auburn returns all their receivers and Bo Nix at quarterback. So he's going to get his chance to make some plays for sure. Uh, Schwartz, Freddie, yeah. can you tell us a little bit about that guy? Because I've heard yeah, he, he's quite a handful. He is a handful. He's a speed guy for Auburn. And if you ever, if you ever watched Auburn play, I mean, it's so much, uh, uh, you know, they they disguise what they do so well. There's so many motions and jet sweeps. He uh, Schwartz is the guy you're gonna see on jet sweeps and shuttle passes and things like that, and, and shots downfield because he is their speed guy. And, and you know, the deception is 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 a key for Auburn. Uh, but Chad Morris is the new offensive coordinator, former head coach at at Arkansas. So. Uh, you know, I look back at, at the Razorbacks offense and it was just a complete mess uh, with quarterbacks rotating in and out and just not being very productive at all. So I think we're going to see more of a Gus Malzahn offense than a Chad Morris. And with that, you get, uh, you know, you get misdirection, you get uh, deception, so many emotions and so many ways that Auburn tries to get, get the defender's eyes away from the point of contact or away from where the football is actually going, uh, you know, it's good to have veterans like uh, DeAndre Square at linebacker because they're they're going to throw a bunch at them. Auburn's replacing four out of five uh, new offensive linemen. So that's going to be an advantage for Kentucky, yeah. Yeah, and I I can see, too, you're replacing a lot of – like you've got to really lean on that misdirection, pulling guards, stuff like that. Yeah, to to try to generate some offense with an inexperienced line. Um, yeah, and so discipline's the name of the game for UK's defense. And yep. and you know what, Freddie makes me even feel even more confident is that if the play does break down, Yusuf Corker is playing center field. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, you know Auburn's also replacing uh, uh, Whitlow at running back. So have running back by committee, but, but I am more bullish on, on Bo Nix than, than some, I think. I think he's a really good quarterback. Uh, you know, he only completed 56% of his passes last year, 16 touchdowns, six interceptions, but as a true freshman, beat Alabama uh, under a lot of pressure because his dad was a former Auburn quarterback, and, you know, he's been living for that moment his entire life, and, and that's tough, and, and I thought he played well. But I think I think Malzahn and, and Morris would want to get him on the edge, uh, some some rollouts, some play action passes, anything to get him out of the pocket and moving. I think is what we're going to see from Bo Nix on Saturday. I uh, I tried to press some trash talk out of Allen Daly. Uh, 
he actually caught passes for Bo Nix back right. at Pinson Valley. They won a state championship together when they were, I guess, I guess Daly's a year older than Bo. He is. Yeah. Um, but uh, won a state championship with him, but I couldn't, I couldn't get anything out of him. He wasn't talking any trash about his, his old quarterback. But I, I'd imagine that Bo Nix is a pretty big man on campus uh, back in Pinson Valley back in the day. Uh, especially when you got your dad's a coach and everything, like I'm sure he had a little, little extra pep in his step. So hopefully, like I don't want to say that I, I hope Alan Daly hates Bo Nix because what good will that do? But I kind of hope that like there's been a lot of uh, trash talk kind of cultivating, and between him and Joey Gatewood, like I just I really want this team to just hate Auburn with the fire of a thousand suns and just like just. Just hit him in the mouth over and over again on Saturday because I'm oh, all this little hokey pokey football we've been seeing. I'm ready for some physicality. I'm ready to watch Darian Kennard and that mean mug of his just mow somebody down, Drew Franklin. Well, I mean, you got to think about what these guys are going through. It it doesn't matter who's on the other side; they are ready to knock someone's helmet off, and it just helps that it's the number eight team to add even more motivation. So I don't think there will be any shortage of uh, UK players getting up for this game and providing some of that football you wanted to see that we haven't seen in the games these last couple weeks. Ooh, random thought. Do you want Kentucky to have the ball first or play defense first? Defense. Defense. Boss man fat pick six. First play of the game. (laughs) Just zip them up real quick. Well, hey, it happened to damn uh, last night. Greg Olson's tips and picks. Pick six, Patriots, I'm like, great. That's exactly what we need for the damn, you know, Cam Newton with seven points to start the game. Hopefully we can get that little Auburn tip, pick, Yusuf Corker gone, second career interception, first career TD, baby. Let's go. Freddie, I'm wondering, too, uh, even though they do a lot of misdirection and that kind of stuff, I I got the sense when, when, when White was talking about his nickels that, that we're going to see between MJ Devonshire, maybe kick Brandon Eccles down. So I have a feeling we're going to see that nickel position matched up a lot, just in man against their slot receivers. Yeah. Do you get that vibe? I do. I do because Auburn, Auburn will spread the field out uh, and then rely on a power running game. Uh, So, yeah, I do think that that because of the formations, I think formation will dictate uh, the nickel position being a key uh, position for Kentucky. Uh, you talked about Darian Kennard. Auburn uh, lost uh, Derrick Brown and Marlon Davidson to the NFL last year in a first and second round pick. So it's replacing two all-SEC players on the defensive line. So uh, that, that could be something that Kentucky could take advantage of. But the Tigers do have the best linebacking core in the conference, and they're very, very active and very good. So it's going to be critical for uh, the offensive lineman and, and, and the new starting guard, whoever that may be. Is it going to be Austin Dotson? Is it going to be Kenneth Horsey, uh, Jeremy Flax? Whoever plays that position is going to have to get up on a second level for Kentucky to have any kind of success because Auburn had the top run, run defense in the conference last year, uh, loses those two defensive linemen, but brings back those uh, linebacking, the whole linebacking core uh, but the Tigers also lose four out of five starting defensive backs. So the secondary is going to be new as well. I, uh, you mentioned Kentucky's running game. And 
you know, we've hit on it a lot this off season. Like who's, who's going to be the guy. Uh, and I, I think a lot of it's just AJ Rose. Let's, let's get you started. He, he ended the season with quite a bit of momentum, but there's another guy that I, we've heard about so much during camp that I think this guy might just be Barry Sanders, the way that Eddie Grant talks about him. That's Jatan McClain. Like I, I want to see what the hype is all about. And I don't know how you can, like how much you can incorporate him into the offense and how many chances you give him. But I don't think I've heard Eddie Grant ever talk so glowingly about anybody like Charles. Eddie Grant just doesn't give out compliments like the ones he's handed out to Jatan McClain. Yeah, you know, it's definitely uh, – you got to bring it every day. No MAs and have a good attitude for Grand to, you know, consistently give out those compliments. I think I got one or two, you know, per year. But uh, <laughs> I guess I got to – yeah. To, to, to make it in Eddie Grand's book, you got to be a straight-up player. Well, and you got one or two, and that was kind of your – like that's how you got on the field as being the guy who doesn't mess up. So, like – Coaches like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they they like when you don't uh, forget the playbook. But I, I think that just kind of speaks to how well he's picked things up. And the fact that he's been able to pick up blitzes too, like that's not an easy task for newcomers, but apparently he's been able to master that. So I, I'm excited to see 2-3 tw- on the field. I don't know how you incorporate all of that. And I, Drew, I'm just excited for just regular offense. Like, don't get me wrong, when bowling ball was fun, but it's going to be fun to see passing. Yeah, we love Bowden Ball. They won, won, what, seven out of eight games in the in the Belt Bowl. So it was fun while it lasted, but now I'm ready to get back to some versatility. I like that we have no idea what it's going to be because that also means Auburn has no idea what it's going to be. Um, so it's going to be a lot of unknowns on how they, they run that offense. I know this time last year they were talking about throwing it 40 or 50 times a game when they thought they'd have a healthy Terry Wilson. I don't know that any of us believe that, but I'm excited to see how many times they will throw it because it'll have to be more than a year ago. No, it it definitely will have to be. And and to your point, Drew, Freddie, you talk about we we saw two games of what Terry Wilson could be like last year, but we also saw how productive the Bowden Bowl offense is. So, like, I'm curious how much of that they can kind of mesh together uh, for this offense. It, it feels like Eddie Grand just has a ton of possibilities in play. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Drew makes a good point. I mean, what's Auburn going to look at? Uh, you know, the film, they'll have one game, really, one game and a half of, of Terry Wilson against Toledo in the, in the first half against Eastern Michigan, and that would be about it. Because if you go back to 2018, it was Benny. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be interesting because both defenses really don't, don't have enough film to really base a game plan. So it's going to be – I think that, that Eddie Graham will carry over some of the Lynn Bowden stuff. And, and to be honest with you, uh, you know, he did a great – he being Eddie Graham did a great job of, of personnel, motions, formations, and didn't really run that many plays if, if you really look at it. So uh, I think that he can incorporate some of what uh, Lynn Bowden did and let Terry do the same and, and run the offense out of – you know, off of that and – and, uh, and then incorporate some passing. And hopefully we'll see some receptions by the tight ends. A.J. Rose out of the backfield is a threat to catch passes. And I hope we see some of that because running backs and tight ends are the safety valve that, 
that should be the best friend's quarterback, especially a quarterback coming off injury like Terry is. I feel like I see it more in the NFL than anywhere. Just the check down to your um, – yeah, we're just checking down to the running back. And I, I feel like you don't see that as much. But A.J. Rose, we don't – I don't think we – give him the credit he deserves as a pass catcher and hopefully the, the running backs get more involved in the pass game this year just hope everybody just let's catch some passes this year shall we just uh, the receivers did so great blocking last year and that's a position group that kind of likes a little selfish sorry charles uh, you and your guys you like to talk and get the ball so the sacrifice those receivers made last year i hope they're rewarded this year and get lots of targets because they did not get enough credit for Bowden Ball going out there knowing they weren't going to get thrown to and still bringing it every day. I mean, I Absolutely. can't even imagine the temper tantrum Charles would have thrown if he had to block every play. Flipping over Gatorade coolers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I did that during practice and no one actually saw it on game day. But, yeah, that was me. <laughs> I took trash cans and threw them at the uh, opposing players. Uh-oh. Yeah, we don't do that anymore. That was a, that was a one and no. done. <laughs> yeah, a one-hit wonder, um, which, by the way, uh, I have a question. Drew, who do we hate more, the Rams or the Raiders? Uh, it's pretty close. I go Rams just because I have that added Super Bowl uh, back in the day where my Titans were inches away, so that, that puts it over the edge. But if we're just current events, I might go Raiders. But I also don't know that it's hate as much as I'm laughing at them for being so stupid. But they're definitely two NFL teams that are at the very bottom of my list. Especially when, like, they say sayonara to Austin for a guy named Slow Man. And then he misses his first kick. And not only did he miss it, it, like, I thought the goalpost was coming down. He hit it so hard. And that dong. <laughs> just kept echoing like it wasn't going to. Oh, man. To Raiders being idiots. Uh, yesterday, I just kept watching Josh Allen stuff Derrick Henry at the line of scrimmage. Like, Derrick Henry was some tiny little man trying to run past him. Cut on the Raiders, but they passed up on him, too. So, they're more of uh, just idiots than, than a hatred for me. Hmm, morons. Hey, Josh Allen in primetime this Thursday. Battle against Lynn Bowden. Yeah, um, a battle for the state of Florida. The Bucks don't exist. Miami versus Jag, so I'm I'm excited for that. I was repping my my Josh Allen jersey all weekend, although uh, they they didn't get the win. Your your Titans kicker figured it out, Drew. Justin Town. They did, but having watched that whole game, Josh Allen. Not that I need to tell you all this, but he is the real deal. I mean, just in year two, the things he was doing to that Titans offense. Once he gets a little more help, I mean, he's going to be the guy there forever. But once he gets some help, he's going to be even more of a star. It must have looked even better from the front row, too. Yeah, I had a nice little seat up front. Uh, <laughs> Got to say, that was quite a surprise. I didn't know that was going to be there. So, nothing like seeing someone throw a touchdown and there's your face on the on the wall right behind it. They actually, the first two touchdowns were scored right in front of me. <laughs> the craziest part was that one of them was like, uh, you know, where they'll like cut into the NFL games. Meanwhile, in Tennessee, in one of them, it's just like Drew's face. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. I keep my I go to one Titans game a year last year the streak was going to end and then I made it to the I drove to Kansas City for the AFC championship I thought this year for sure the streak would end but I think we're counting it I was there you saw me yeah I did see so you you really you didn't do that somebody surprised you 
Well, uh, our, our friend and former colleague, Aaron Fleener, about a month ago asked for a Titans picture of me. So I got two and two together. But what's funny about that is the picture is the one of me and Josh Allen at the radio station, and they dropped <laughs> Josh Allen out for the Jaguars. I wish they would have left him in there because he was actually pointing at my Titan shirt in the picture and should have left it. Oh, man. That's great. Oh, that's great. Insider uh, baseball there, let you know what's happening behind the scenes. All right. Speaking of uh, pointing while being photographed, you know who has the most powerful, maybe the most powerful recruiter in college football, also the most powerful point in college football, big dog Vince Marrow. And sometimes <laughs> points double. He's dual points. So be looking out for that. In every picture, he's pointing – to either the recruit, or I swear there's one where he's doubled up. He's a big point guy. Pretty pretty astonishing, really. I don't know what to do with my hand, so I'm just going to point to whatever's <laughs> happening in the picture. Uh, it yeah. was after oh, that's that, a big the After that North Harden-Douglas game, uh, I think it was Lavelle Wright tweeted out a picture of them. This is when you could do uh, – you could still have people unofficially visit, and, like, all of the in-state kids – Went to a game at Rupp this year. It was like a Tuesday night game. Uh, Ox was there. We had Lavelle Wright, DeKel Crowdis, Jagger Burton, uh, Jordan Lovett, uh, maybe Kaya Sharon too. But uh, Lavelle tweeted out that picture and uh, said, yeah, B- Big Dog told us to take a picture so we could share it when we all commit. We laughed. But now they're all committed. So, yeah. hey, my, hey my, when my man's right, he's right. And – that just reminded me, Freddie. I don't know if you're a big 60 Minutes guy, but did you see Coach O on 60 Minutes last night? I did not. I did not. Well, they they had this. Uh, you know, they they went behind the scenes with him. It was kind of the 60 Minutes treatment, uh, where you know they didn't probably tell the big time college football fan a lot of stuff we don't know. But it was cool because uh, Coach O calls it his Power Hour, and it's whenever they're basically just FaceTiming and Zooming all these recruits at once. And he he talks to 31 recruits in 30 minutes on Zoom. And it was just, you know, Coach O doing Coach O things on Zoom. And I just found that fascinating. And I'd imagine that's like a lot of what Vince Amaro is doing right now. It's just like they're just passing phones around, just talking to people for an hour a day. Whatever he's doing, it's working. So – I'm all no. for it, but yeah, it, 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 it does it, make it for a, a different rec- recruiting experience. I'm sure. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be as nice to like not go to campuses. Instead, they're like holding up their phone, like, "Ooh, look at our hot tub," you know, like. <laughs> I guess I think it, it it plays more of an advantage for the schools that don't have the best facilities because you can, you know, kind of show, hey, we, our facility is great. Look at it. And you can't really tell how small it is, how big it is. Uh, not being able to get those recruits in the facility, again, I think that just hurts us a little bit. But I guess if you got Big Dog talking on a Zoom call, your money. Yeah. yeah. I'm, and, and the fact that Kentucky's first to offer so many of these kids, uh-huh. you know, they remember their first offer. And, they, and most of them has been on campus anyway. So. I think yeah. that helps. No, yeah. I definitely – that first offer is big, and, you know, it's kind of like a domino effect when you're being recruited. You get that first one, then they all start to flood in. So, yeah. like, 
But he being being the one that starts the process, you can go back and say, hey, three years ago we offered you, we knew you were going to be a baller. Um, you know, it says a lot about about us and says a lot about you. So yeah, absolutely, Charles. I'm curious, Drew. I know a lot of these kids are just kind of showing up and taking their own tours of campus, even though like. Because, I mean, you can't stop somebody from just going to campus. Do we know if they can, like, go through the football facility? Like, I would think that would be a big no. Um, I don't know that, but, you know, as you're trying to keep everything bubbled, you're trying to limit who you can bring in. I know you want to show it off to recruits, but I'd say that's probably a no. Yeah. I, that's a complete guess on my end. But Have you guys ever seen Captain Phillips? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tom Hanks is in it. Of course I've seen it. I recorded it, and I'm watching it, so. Okay. Don't let us interrupt you. <laughs> okay. Has he uh, done the I'm the captain now? No, I'm not, I'm not watching it yet. I'm just oh. – I, I got it ready to watch. I thought you meant you're currently watching it while talking football with us because we'll talk captain. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> ready Drew, what's your favorite part of Captain Phillips? Yeah, well, I'm the captain now is the big scene. There's there's a scene near the ending, Freddie. It's pretty pretty badass. I'm not giving it up, but good movie. Ooh, which by the way, Freddie, I took up your movie recommendations. Midway is an awesome movie. It's good, isn't it? Man, it has a, a few kind of corny scenes, but like the dive bombers, holy crap, uh, that's intense. Can, can, oh my god, can you imagine that? <laughs> just I mean, what, you're just taking on fire, like diving into an aircraft carrier. Yeah, yeah, it just. It, you know, the greatest generation. I mean, I, I just I, – I can't imagine what they faced, you know, in that situation. That, 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 I love that movie. The original one is, is, is a little bit better, though, uh, because, I mean, that, it was groundbreaking when it happened, I mean, with the sound effects and all that. But that was in 1977, so I doubt any of you guys seen that one. Uh, yeah, I think I've seen some of it. It's like whenever yeah. they'll have, like uh... – on like Memorial Day or something, they'll have they'll, on AMC. They'll just show old old war movies. Yeah, uh, so I think so, I've seen some of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, back then it was an all star cast. If you looked at, you know, go back and look at it. So yeah, it was a great movie. But the new one's good too. No. I think it was uh, nineteen seventeen. Came out last year. It's, that was good. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty intense. Except, uh, it's not Joffrey, but. Tommen's in it from Game of Thrones. So the whole time I'm thinking, I know who that guy is. Who is it? And, <laughs> and of course, he's just like the little big, he's the biggest wimp in Game of Thrones. And then now you're like, he's some hero, you know? Uh, I mean, the way that he went out in Game of Thrones, I was like, what? <laughs> but, I'm sure that I'm sure this has been discussed before, but Tom Hanks is in a lot of travel movies that end up bad. If you think <laughs> about it. Yeah. I mean, he goes. Go ahead. He go. He goes down in the FedEx plane. Uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, Apollo thirteen. Taken, yeah, you know the thing goes bad in Apollo thirteen. He gets hostage here on Captain Phillips. I mean, it just—he's not a good person to travel with. Sully uh, flying the plane. I mean, my man, yeah. just stay home. Turn yeah, no kidding. The airport. Lost in that dang movie. Yeah. Always traveling. Man, don't travel with Tom Hanks. Good advice that everybody should take. And that was the KSR Movie Minute. Uh, we actually have a sponsored segment. Should we, should we sponsor that? Was that it? 
I think we got to do our favorite segment, though, ever, Drew, and that's keys to the game. You want to go ahead and do it now? I have my, my script pulled up. Cock-a-doodle-doo! Yeah. Well, everyone, we're very excited to announce that Midnight Rooster will be sponsoring a segment, in this case, Keys to the Game, on each KSR football podcast. Midnight Rooster is a CBD company, all USDA, USDA certified organic and Kentucky proud. I've been repping their beard oil for a while, but they have lots of creams, lotions, all the good CBD stuff, but it's the only one that is USDA certified and locally uh, Kentucky proud. So check them out, midnightrooster.com. They're just now putting their product out. Uh, I've been to their farm. I've been to their lab. Really fun guys, UK guys. It's M-I-D-N-I-T-E, not the normal way we spell midnight. But if you don't buy anything, just look them up because they got a good thing going. And like I said, UK guys, and they'll be sponsoring the keys to the game on this show. Might even have them on and give their own keys to the game. So with that, keys to the game. CBD oil is a good key to getting a good night of sleep too. Maybe Uh, a good key to helping your, your achy bones. Listen. I put their stuff on my back. I have one that I take to help me sleep. When that, that beard I had back in the day, full of Midnight Rooster uh, CBD beard oils. So check them out. And keys to the game, Auburn's getting their ass whooped. Presented by Midnight Rooster. <laughs> That's how you uh, name the segment on the fly, Nick. Without Charles, do you, do you have a key to the game? Uh, my key to the game is just really about motivation and showing up. I think Auburn's going to be lacking that. Those guys are used to coming out, the Eagles flying over the head, their students are yelling at them. Kentucky's, this is a road game, they wouldn't have it anyway. It's going to be quiet. I think that's going to affect Auburn. And if Kentucky can just find that energy within, I don't know if we have a hype man on the sideline, whatever, just get up and play your football. Because I, I genuinely think X's and O's, Kentucky's right there with them. It's coin flip and it's whoever shows up. I think uh, this would be a good time to have Marcus McClinton on, just on the sideline. Just, yeah. You cannot just roll out of bed and show up for that one either side. Well, and, and Charles, I don't know if you saw some of these other college football games, but like when you can hear the sidelines, like, like it's, I, I feel like the sidelines can almost be what the fans aren't as far as it comes from momentum. So I, I think that certainly can play a huge role on Saturday. Hey, no, I agree. I, I think uh, this really falls under player of the game versus key of the game. So I don't know if we're doing player of the game or not. Eh, we'll do that later. Yeah. Okay. Uh, later. Well, my key to the game is turnovers. Uh, you know, we've seen a lot of sloppy football, um, a lot of fumbles, a lot of picks. And I think, you know, having a – not a new quarterback, but a quarterback that had to sit out last year due to injury uh, versus a Bo Nix, I'm going to be really curious to see how Terry can come out and lead the offense. My key to the game, Freddie Maggard, is pretty simple. Capitalize on play-action pass. Hit a couple deep shots early on. And if you can get that defense on their heels, you're going to be able to run the football on them pretty consistently. Because I, I know they've got a ta- talented linebackers, um, but their secondary is new, pretty vulnerable. I think if you hit a few shots, it's a lot easier to more to run the ball effectively because you don't have those DBs kind of creeping up, trying to trying to load the box against you. I think Kentucky's got to stretch out Auburn's defense at the start of the game to, to really be able to attack them uh, for four quarters. That's a good point, Nick. I'm going to go with passing percentage. If Kentucky completes over 65% of its passes, I think the Cats win. 
Hmm. I like that number. And it's one of those things too, that like, so you, you, you think that this is, this is a game Terry Wilson's going to go out and win for Kentucky. I think he, I think he can. Yes. And, and it's going to take, uh, you know, it's going to take, you know, getting hit for the first time and get back into the groove. And, and I think he'll be just fine. But, you know, with that offensive line, with that running game, you know, play, go back to what you said, Nick Roush, the play action pass uh, could open up. And, and if Auburn stacks the box and tries to stop the running game, then, then Kentucky's going to have to show, have to prove that it can complete passes in that scenario. So, yeah. If I'm Eddie Grant, which I'm not, uh, very different people. Um, also never called plays. But if I got to call one play, it would be the first play, and it would be a zone read. But, Terry, just keep it and just go get hit one. Like, just get get all the jitters off of you. Because I, I feel like I feel like there's a lot to that. And, Chuck, maybe you can speak to it. Hell, Freddie, you should be able to because you were in a similar position. Like, I, I feel like just getting – that first hit out of the way can just really get a lot of the jitters out. No, absolutely. And, you know, Freddie, obviously experienced quarterback. Um, mine always came on kickoff or kickoff return. But, yeah, as soon as you get that first play over with, it's a regular game. Um, you know, I, I never really got nervous, but you, the jitters are, are what you're talking about. And I think it would be hard for, you know, Terry to come back after missing a year and, and completing a 15-yard sale route, that probably would be like the end of the world. But kind of like what you said, either get hit or give them something easy, a flat route, heck, a pitch that is completed to the running back. I, I just think there's ways you can build that confidence early. And I think it starts with us winning the coin toss, being on defense, getting a three and out or a punt, and saying, all right, time to rock and roll. But uh, my guess is the first play will be a run. You know, test that D-line of theirs, um, see what we got. Get behind Darian Kennard. <laughs> I think that's a good option. That picture of him, he's so mean looking. God, it's so scary. <laughs> Love it. Oh, man. All of this, too, I'm just so fired up for Saturday. Just to – I know it's not going to be the same as, as having a home game and you've got the guy yelling, it's football time in the bluegrass. But, oh, man, I'm, I just can't wait because – it really feels like it's just it hasn't been actual football season yet the weather's starting to turn like it's nice outside but Kentucky football is not back yet and it needs to be uh, and Drew I'm just trying to think about what we're going to be talking about a week from now and like I, I don't even uh, will it will you consider it an upset the cats are dogs but will you consider it an upset if Kentucky knocks off Auburn yeah, a, a small one just because it is Auburn. But, I, again, I, I don't think that they're that far ahead given UK's experience in a weird year where I think experience is going to go much farther than we even realize right now. I think having that offensive line, UK's offensive line, against Auburn's kind of new defensive line. Those guys played a little bit last year, but they're missing their two stars. And both sides kind of veteran quarterback. But I just think really they're pretty dang equal when it comes to the football. And normally where this game would get out of hand is all the, the gimmicks Auburn would have with being Auburn and having the crowd and all that. It's all thrown away. These are football players playing football, and there'll just have to be a few people around. So, yeah, it'd be an upset, but I don't think it would be a crazy one. Just football players playing football. Man. All it is this year. 
I mean, there will be people there eating popcorn with their mask on, but this, this is going to come down to football. Your, your crowds aren't going to matter that much. I just can't wait. Freddie, did you, were you worried that we might not get here at all? Yeah, I was. I, you know, it's kind of surreal that it's game week, you know, because there's been so many unknowns and uncertainties, but, you know, it feels good, feels kind of normal. Uh, you know, really it's not normal, but it's, it's, it's as closest to the normal as we could get that, you know, we're getting ready to get a depth chart and, you know, we're getting ready to see who's going to return punts. That, that's something that we've not addressed. Uh, we're going to see, you know, the, uh, the game plan of, of, of Kentucky getting in a in normal routine of, 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 of game week preparation, and both teams preparing. And, and I think that, uh, you know, it, it, it speaks volumes to the progress that Coach Stoops and Vance has made over there that you're going to Auburn and personnel is equal across the board. I mean, there's no team, uh, you know, they're personnel equal. So it's coming, coming down to execution. And whoever makes the fewer mistakes, wins the turnover battle, wins a special teams game, will win this football game. And that's good to see. And it, it's, uh, it's exciting that we're going to get football on Saturdays. It's just not all ACC and Big 12 because I was getting very tired of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I can if I can find the line at ten where it was originally released, it's now like seven or eight. Do we just do you risk it all at ten points, or am I overconfident? Yeah, I think you. Yeah, yeah. I no, think you risk even if yeah, line. even if it's not like like it's first week, you don't want to like you know boil all your budget right right away. But ten points is a lot of points. That's two scores, Drew Franklin. There is. You, you can lose by 10 and get your money back. Yeah. And Kentucky, uh, you, we mentioned special teams. A lot of sloppy special teams play in week two, I believe that was. I get kind of my weeks all mixed up. Um, but Cats are going to roll with the spicy Italian meatball place kicker. He said he's confident from 50 and in, and he's been working on his 50-yarders. He bombed a, a 53-yarder in a scrimmage. So I, I'm feeling pretty good about uh, Matt Ruffalo back there at kicker, Charles. And I think your guy Donut, I have a feeling we'll see him on kick return. Probably not punt return. I have a feeling that'll be a Josh Ali, like, just make sure you catch it kind of deal. Um, yeah. But maybe we get a, a, a little Donut breakaway speed on that, that kickoff return. I think that's something we can look forward to. And I'm just I'm, – I'm looking forward to just the game, to just getting here. It feels like we've been waiting forever. All right, Charles, I said we were going to get MVPs. I need to score an MVP from you, Charles Walker. I'm going MVP, Terry, Terry Wilson. Um, score, I'm going to go with 31-28 Cats. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I think – and, and having those receivers back, I think they're going to put up points. And that's why I'm putting my MVP as Terry, because we're going to have to score two. Um, it all starts with your quarterback and who doesn't love a redemption story. Freddie, do you think this, this could – are you leaning towards a high or a low-scoring game? Uh, somewhere in between. Uh, you know, like 24-20, something like that, because, uh, you know, these are two good defenses. I mean, you're, you know, Auburn's replacing – good players with good players. I mean, you can't replace a Derrick Brown 
but, you know, Auburn recruits at a high level, and they pay Kevin Steele $2.5 million a year to coordinate that defense. So uh, I think both defenses are, are very good and, and are going to give the opposing offenses a lot of trouble, uh, especially early on. But I think, uh, I think Terry Wilson will have an answer. Oh, man. I love it. Uh, MVP prediction? Any early MVP prediction? Well, I think all of us to go Terry because we want to see that. Uh, so I'll go I'll go A.J. Rose. And, and I think the Cats win 27 to 24. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I'm in a similar boat, but I'm a little bit more confident. I think it's going to be that kind of middling score, but I'm not as bullish on Bo Nix as you are, Freddie. Uh, I think Auburn, they'll be happy to score. They'll get away with a big play there, but I think there's only going to be two kind of long, methodical scoring drives because I'm that confident in Kentucky's defense. I think it's going to be 27-17 Cats, and Demarcus Harris going to catch two touchdown passes from Terry Wilson. Go ahead and write that down. Did you write that down, Drew? I did. I wrote it down. Okay. You also took my exact score. Thank you for that. But I'll, oh, we can share, yeah. right? Yeah, sure. Why not? That's exactly what I was going to say. Who did you say your MVP was? Demarcus Harris. Two touchdowns. That's, that's a good pick. You didn't take my MVP. I'm going to go with the tight end. Can I just take all the tight ends? I think it's going to be a big tight end game. Sure. Yeah, just tight you know, ends. I'll, I'll if I want to go Upshaw, I'll go Justin Rick. Riggs. Yeah. But I, I think uh, with, with Terry being back, uh, still a little – if he has come back, first game back, I think he'll rely on those tight ends a lot, even though we haven't relied on the tight ends since I've been alive. That's true. Uh, they going to throw the ball to C.J. Conrad more? Oh, when were you born, Drew? Uh, 1985. Okay. Yeah, we have. I did. Okay. I <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Freddie. Yeah. I wasn't very good. That, I didn't throw the ball very far to get it down. So, yeah. I'll have uh, to go back and, and watch tape. Uh, no, don't do that. <laughs> what what's what's over under on Terry Wilson passing yards? I I don't I have no idea where like what even range. Well, One sixty. That, that feels so two fifteen. Two fifteen. I mean, I I feel like two thirty is like what I want it to be around. And then you get 200 rushing yards, so 400, yeah, 400 yards of offense for Kentucky. Sounds sounds like a good Saturday to me. Where are you all watching the game? I don't. I've got my buddy that has the big old tailgate set up in Lexington. He is doing that tailgate set up in his driveway, and we'll be smoking brisket and wings. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got a nice uh, about 65-inch TV. Bunch of tents covering for shade. Oh, going to be a good day. Only thing that would come in second to actually being either at Kentucky or at Auburn, but I'll take it. Freddie, how are you going to watch it? I can't, like, I've seen you in a press box sitting down, like, calmly, but I can't, I, like, I, I'm worried about myself having not having those constraints to, like, keep my sanity. So, how are you – are you going to be a nervous wreck during this game? Yes, I will be. Uh, you know, and and you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if I'm media. I don't know what I am, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but I'm excited for Terry Wilson. 
the person, the young man. I, I really am. And, and I, I'm pulling for him so much because uh, I know what, what kind of quality young man he is and person, how hard he's worked. And uh, I won't be nervous for Terry. I will be anxiously excited to watch him get back on the field and do what he loves to do, and that's play quarterback. So uh, I will be watching it at home. That way I don't bother anybody because I'll probably be pacing the whole time and, uh, you know, be a little be a little excited. Drew, are you going to be at KS Bar and Grill? Uh, we are doing the pregame show there featuring new special guest Cash Daniel on the program. Oh, nice. But, uh, but I'm going to come home, and I heard my friend Charles uh, mention brisket. I got this guy ready that I'm going to smoke myself. Oh, wow. I'm have a little, little uh, tailgate shindig. So. That's a heck of a piece of meat. Yeah, I've had this thing for two weeks now. It is a beast. I'm ready to get it on the smoker. But I, I might watch the first half of the bar just being the first game back. But I'm pretty excited to have a little football Saturday at the house. I'm just – I'm worried that my wife is going to – hate me because I'm not a fun person to like I'm okay in large crowds so like if I watch this with a group of people I tend to not make an ass out of myself but like I haven't watched a Kentucky football game not in a press box since I don't I I, I couldn't tell you I don't know when the last time that I could actually let my emotions show during a football game and I'm I'm very worried about it like I'm waking the baby up like it's there's no way we're getting out of this without my wife being pissed off at me. It's just, it's unavoidable. <laughs> That's one of the reasons I'm watching at home because like you, I've been trained to not cheer because normally we're there. Now I don't go to the road games like you, but UK home games, heck I got in trouble from Susan Lacks for clapping when Keenan Burton scored a touchdown one time. It took years for me to turn that off. And now I'm going to be home punching holes in the wall and cussing. Well, hopefully not cussing because we'll be winning, but right. Right. Get rowdy. Or like, we just tackled you so hard, bleep you, you little girl. There but we except go. much like all of the bad words. So I do think this season will hurt us when we get back in the media room because I'll have to retrain myself to stop shouting at the, yeah. at the football. So, UK, if you're listening, there's going to be a little grace period of uh, welcoming <laughs> fan media back into the building. Nick, if that's how you trash talk, you wouldn't last one SEC football game there, well, buddy. I'm I'm keeping it classy for our listening all right. audience. All so right. yeah, all right. yeah. Oh, I, hold on, did Charles have an outfit change? I added a hat. Look, I'm supporting. Oh yeah, I got the the Commonwealth there. You got your 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 yeah. best your best Look, golf and swag on. Looks like he's leaving work early to go play golf. Oh man, I have an Associated Builders and Contractors uh, golf scramble. So. Oh. So oh, this is work. work. Oh, it yeah. is work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you're a contractor in the state of Kentucky or really anywhere, you need to give me a call. <laughs> oh man. And I think with that, I think it's about time we sign off, but it's good to have the KSR football podcast back. It's good to have our friends with midnight rooster and UK federal credit union. Uh, go check them out. Uh, and tell them KSR football podcast sent you. Freddie, Drew, Charles, football's almost here. It's, we're almost back to normal, and it, it feels so good. I'll have football Friday night, Simon Kenton. Oh, man. Cannot wait. Well, everybody, thank you all so much for listening. 
Go Cats, kick Auburn's ass, and go Kroger. And peep the technique. Sweat the technique.